three consecutive weeks of cube tofu? I like my soybeans straight. Well, what about soy burgers or soy hot dogs or sausages? Soy bacon and tomato sandwiches. Come on. Why complicate our lives? Where are you going? To Trader Joe's, where I can complicate my life. Why? From Hollywood, it's out of my mind. I'm Jay Douglas with another little-known story about well-known stuff, and in episode 60, the kind of story I love, where the research takes a weird turn. First, though, an out-of-my-mind quiz. For 100 points and a chance at the big prize, the year is 1939. If I were to stop you on the street and say soybeans, what's the first word that would come to mind? Hey, I didn't say this was going to be easy. Many offices and individuals post outgoing mail at the end of the day. In so doing, they leave post office employees with too little work to do at other times of the day. In addition, we forget to include zone numbers as part of the address. If you will arrange to post letters and packages earlier in the day and include zone numbers on the return address as well as the outgoing address, you'll help our post office operate more efficiently for you and at less cost, too. Remember, mail early in the day and include zone numbers. Bacos. You may remember bacos, those imitation bacon bits you could use in salads and potato salad. Why, uh, they hit the market in about 1965 came with the endorsement of Betty Crocker, the iconic homemaker who lived in the imagination of the marketing department of General Mills. William Shirtleff, the co-author of books such as The Book of Tofu, The Book of Miso, The Book of Tempeh, plus, believe me, I've lost count of the number of source books and biographies related to soybeans that he's co-authored. Bill is also the co-founder of the Soy Info Center, and he's spent his career promoting the increased use of soybeans and their byproducts as meat substitutes in our diets and in our lives. So when I wanted to know more about how Bacos came into being, well, I, I spoke with Bill. Bill introduced me to Robert Boyer. He has got to be the second least likely man you'd expect to find in a Bacos story. Robert Boyer was a fellow who Henry Ford met at the Wayside Inn where Ford would take vacations. Boyer struck Ford as a very intelligent and open-minded young man, and he offered him a job at the Ford Motor Company doing special projects. Uh, Henry Ford? Okay, there's the most unlikely man you'd expect to find in a Baco story. Farmers at this point in history, the 1920s and 1930s, were in terrible shape, and Ford was trying to sell both cars and tractors to farmers. So he said, I want to become a customer of farmers. The basic idea was to use farm products and transform them through chemistry. And, and, and it was a grand idea. It, it came with just one catch. Now, were we talking about potato skin dashboards in cars here? Or uh, maybe instead of honking the horn, we'd, well, we'd just throw tomatoes at annoying drivers it was Boyer. He, he was a man with no background in either chemistry or botany, who, after testing uncounted numbers of farm crops, told Ford that soybeans were the most practical and versatile to use. Casting them in molds and making steering wheels and carburetor covers and everything else. Then we could take the protein and spin it into sp spun soy protein fibers and use it for window shades, seat covers, 
and we'll make a special coat for you to wear. And third, we could paint the cars with uh, the oil that comes from the soybeans. Believe me, I think it was the coat that swung the deal. It turned out to be a win-win situation. The farmers sold crops to Ford, and Ford was able to buy crops grown with the help of his cars and tractors. Now, we kind of rarely hear Ford and soybeans in the same sentence today, and for that, we can put the blame on our favorite all-around fall guy, Adolf Hitler. Along came World War II, and Roosevelt said, uh, he, he issued an order, basically, saying, Ford, I want you to turn your river-run plant from, car, from making cars into making bombers. And that meant no more interest in soybeans for now. Well, that left Boyer with his work on the sidelines. He decided that he would leave and find some other businesses that were hungry for his ideas. Boyer then took his spun protein fiber, which was the product that he felt had the most potential, and he took it and he licensed the right to about five different companies, Worthington Foods and General Mills being the most famous. Working with General Mills, Boyer helped the company produce spun protein fibers with just the right texture and chewiness to pass for bacon. For decades, cooks could add a little bacon flavor to their foods with nothing more than a twist and a shake. And all because Henry Ford wanted to be a customer of farmers, and Robert Boyer was curious enough to figure out how to do it. What's interesting about the story is that Robert Boyer, whom Bill puts in the same company as men like Henry Ford and Thomas Edison, Boyer was a self-taught man. He had only a high school education, yet he was able to teach himself the complexities of botany and chemistry. How? Well, he did it mostly with the help of books. It's the same kind of help you'll find at your public library when you need to learn something new for yourself. And, and we're not only talking about books. Many public libraries offer free access to online learning programs, so you can literally go to school on your laptop or tablet. You know, you've heard me say this before, because it's true. There would be no Out of My Mind podcast without my local public library. So help me out here and keep the show going. Get a library card, use it, and support your local library. The war may have ended Ford's fascination with soybeans, but in his time, Ford was the largest grower of the crop in Michigan. And his name was the answer to the question I posed at the top of the show. If you asked the average American what the word soybeans brought to mind, the answer you'd get was Henry Ford. Ford died in 1947. He never tasted bacos, but he might have enjoyed using them in a salad without the danger of getting bacon grease on his soybean coat. And that's the story I call, pardon me, is that a Ford in your salad? My thanks to my wife for sharing her Trader Joe's soy burger with me, and special thanks to Bill Shirtleff, the author and co-founder of Soy Info Center. You can find out more about soybeans and the role they can play in our lives, and download many of his books by going to www.soyinfocenter.com. And in an Out of My Mind Extra, Bill talks about why his passion for soybeans is more than an academic pursuit. Visit www.theoutofmymindblog.com, click on the podcasts, and then click on episode 60. You'll find a link to Bill's enlightening comments about halfway down the page. I'll be back next Tuesday at 6 a.m. Eastern with another little-known story about well-known stuff, We'll chat then. I'm Jay Douglas. Out of My Mind is produced by Penny Summers and is a copyrighted feature of the Theater of Your Mind Incorporated, Hollywood, California.